You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Hey, welcome to Inside Purple and Gold. Jace Frederick, Dane Mizutani here on Sunday, October 2nd, 2022. After the Vikings pull off another uninspiring, yet victorious, performance, 28-25 over the saints dame let's talk about how this thing ended to start uh vikings the kicking game it's always apparently been like uh to some degree maybe like a hex uh, for this franchise and yet they are the beneficiaries of a double doink um in beating this the saints over in london yeah anyone watching that game uh, after will first off after greg joseph misses the point after to to make it keep it a three-point game and then will let's Marches right down the field. Saints march right down the field, nail a 60-yarder. When Will Lutz had an opportunity to make a 61-yarder to tie the game basically as time expired, I think every Vikings fan deep down felt like that ball was going to go in. So to watch it not only hit the upright, but then the crossbar, and then change directions twice and and just kind of fall harmlessly into the end zone, um, felt like maybe some, like a breaking of the curse, I guess you could say. not a, a win that I feel like anyone is going to walk away like feeling super great about, but the Vikings are three and one. Uh, they were beneficiaries of a, of double of double doink, and they have a lot of stuff to work on. It's it's like the same story every week. Um, but at the end of the day, they're three and one, so it is what it is, I guess. Giving up a massive play on defense when the Saints took over with 24 seconds left at their own 25. Um, giving up a massive play to get the Saints in field goal range and then having, well, outside 61 obviously is not really field goal range, but and then having the double doink is like the definition of the start of this three and one season to me for Minnesota. Like good football, no. Winning, yes. Um, and this does starting to feel like a team that's just kind of destined to get into the dance and that's all you need. And then we'll see what they do from there, but they still a lot of things that weren't great. Uh, but we can talk about the stuff that was good too, if you want. Uh, first off, I think when we all check Twitter today and see the saints injury report and say, okay, we knew Jameis, no, no Jameis. We knew no Michael Thomas. Uh, and then it's like, Oh, not, no Andrews Pete, no Alvin Kamara. It's like, in my head, I was like, okay, we'll see how much Minnesota wins by. Um, and it turned into a, it turned into a legitimate game um, because the Vikings offense moved the ball and the defense made a couple plays, but like there just was no breakthrough today. So much settling for field goals. I thought maybe that would bite them in the end. It didn't. But what did you think of that? Of like this team, they could have scored 40 points today if they punched the ball into the end zone, but it was just breakdown in the red zone, breakdown in the red zone, breakdown in the red zone. 
Yeah, the fact that they needed a double doink when the Saints were without their starting quarterback, their starting running back, their starting number one receiver, their starting right guard, it's not great. And, and, and the reason it came down to that last kick is because, like you said, the Vikings could not capitalize on the red zone. They got to the red zone a bunch of times, but it's the same thing this this whole season to this point. Like they just kind of shoot themselves in the foot when when they're in a position to what it looks like about to succeed. You saw it a couple of times. Like the first drive of the game was a beautifully scripted drive. Vikings march right down the field, seventy five yard touchdown. After that, like they would get into the red zone, false start. Get into the red zone, Kirk, you know, can't convert. Get in the red zone a couple drop passes here and there. And it was just like falling short. And, and, and you're right. Like, I think if you watch a game like that, you think like touchdowns win in the NFL, this is going to come back and bite them. I think it would have, if, if maybe Jameis, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas were playing, but they weren't. And I think the Vikings, they're going to fly home from London. They're going to be able to adapt to the, the central time zone really easily because of their circadian rhythms are, are not as off as, by the way, I think it's proof you fly out on a Thursday. If you go to, if you go to London, you don't fly out on a Monday. You just, you can't. So, um, but you know, a lot to work on, but it's, it's a lot easier to work on these things when, when you are three and one, when you walk away from a, another game that, with a win, when, when maybe it was like up hanging in the balance to go the other way. It's been the story of the season so far. They're going to need to improve on their red zone efficiency moving forward, though. New Orleans is not a very good team. I think it's pretty clear. They were banged up today. Maybe they look different down the road when they're they're, they're healthy, if they ever get fully healthy. Um, but not converting in the red zone, not scoring touchdowns, having to settle for field goals, that's going to bite you later in the season. Um, that's going to bite you against the better teams. Uh, the Vikings, the best thing they've done thus far, I think, is win the injury report. Uh, Green Bay was very banged up. Uh, Detroit lost DeAndre Swift for much of that game. Um, under St. Brown was playing at 60%. And then the Saints played pretty much nobody on offense today. So, like, we've seen them play one full-strength team, and that was Philadelphia. But and obviously they got smoked there. But, like, the NFL is so much about who's available. And Minnesota's actually been pretty good on that front. Um, but that's enough. Like, hey, hey, maybe the idea to not play in training camp, maybe whatever they're doing now, like, it might be a legitimate advantage. I don't know. They're keeping guys healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I, I guess, <laughs> and you, you look at the amount of, of, of things that we made out of limited reps and in, in practice and not playing the guys in the preseason. Uh, the, hey, if, if it, anecdotally it's working, if anecdotally guys are staying on the field, that does give them advantage right now. And it, in theory, it's going to give them an advantage trending into the rest of the season too. Um, yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I can't, I can't stress enough, like how ugly of a game this was. Um, it was entertaining down the stretch, but like, I don't think you like, did you enjoy it? Like, I don't think anyone walked away being like, wow, that was like a, a really fun football game. Like, I think it, it was interesting. It was close, but you know, with, with all the injuries, the Vikings should have won by more. I think that's pretty clear. Like it's exactly how I felt about the Detroit game. Like entertaining. At the end, the Vikings made its place at the end for most of the game. I was left, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, and that, I, I think maybe that's just going to kind of be this season. But hey, if you can do that in winning games, I think like we talked about at the start of the year, you don't have to be the best team to win the Super Bowl. You have to get into the dance and get hot. 
this team is setting itself up well to get into the dance and figure out how to get hot later. We, it's tough to envision that right now, but they're pulling out games, um, which is like what you got to do. And hey, they might be four and one after next week. Yeah. And we've talked about this in the past, like the Cincinnati Bengals, like when they got into the dance, they almost lost to the Raiders in the wild card round. Like no one truly thought the Cincinnati Bengals were going to go to the Super Bowl. So maybe that's just something the Vikings are trying to, you know, copy at this point. Uh, they do look like they're going to be in pretty good position with now they're three and one. Like that's a good record in the NFL. Their schedule is very, very soft. The NFC North, like, Detroit's maybe a little better. I'm curious to see how the Packers look today against the the New England Patriots. Like, I don't know how good the Packers are. Like, the Bears stink. Like, there's wins to be had, and then the schedule itself outside of your your division is relatively soft. So, yeah, they're setting themselves up well uh, to get into the dance. Say what you want about the the first month of the season. It's been uninspiring. It's been frustrating, I think, at times to watch. It's, you know... I don't think everyone walks away feeling like the Vikings deserve to win certain games that they have so far, but they're three and one at the end of the day. I keep saying that because three and one, you know, when this team easily could be one and three, like there, there there are games where you look at the Detroit game and this game against, you know, in in London, like those easily could have gone the other way. Um, The Vikings are ending up on the right side of it. Now it's something that they didn't end up on the right side of a, a lot last year. A lot of people said, well, you know, this team is good. The roster has talent. Uh, they just need a new leadership to, to find them how to you know, eke out these close games. And so far, so good for Kevin O'Connell. I, I don't think it's a script you want to follow the rest of the way, though. I push back that they did win some close games last year. Like they won the Carolina game, the Detroit game. It's not like they dropped them all, but they are now 2-0 and and like, yeah. really close games um but yeah i think if you looked at the schedule at the start of the year you would have said two and two was fine because the saints are expected to be the team that maybe dethrones tampa you got green bay you got philly, at philly on there and then you got a detroit game so like three and one is great um now it's looking more and more like the nfc is just really bad uh but that's fine because you're in the nfc so why wouldn't you want to take advantage of that like so they, they might just be good enough. And like I said, hey, maybe they're just going to be the healthier team. Like, whatever. Um, that's your path to victory. Then that's what it is. Like, That's a good point, too. Like, the, the, we're going to rag on the Vikings until they, they, they prove to us that they put together a full game, can play some complimentary football. But, like, they're 3-1. and one. The NFC stinks, like, as a whole. I, I don't know who's a contender in the, the NFC right now. Like, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I look at it and – it seems wide open. So maybe it'll continue to be wide open. Maybe the Vikings do figure this out over the next month or so. The first month's shaky. Now we're going into month two. Like, how would they look coming back, coming out of that? I'm not sure. Um, but they, yeah, they do benefit from the fact that they play in, in a conference that is lacking of, of elite football teams, in my opinion. Definitely think it's Tampa, the Rams, Philly, and everybody else at this point. Um, and we've talked about, hey, ways in which the Vikings have to improve. And and they did some of that today, uh, certainly. But I, just in general, like we'll get into the offense and defense in a bit. But what did you think just about Kevin O'Connell's decision? Um, left a little bit to be desired, especially in the first half. Um, fourth and one, kicks a field goal. Uh, time winding down before halftime. Just like three timeouts, pockets them lets the clock wind all the way down. And, uh, you know, at that point, I'm thinking, like, 
it's a frustrating thing to watch because they showed aggression early on in, in week one and, and things like that. But I think it might be also a little bit emblematic of like how Kevin O'Connell feels about his offense in the red zone. They've been inefficient fourth and one. Like I, I, I think any NFL team should be able to get one yard at that point. Um, but letting the clock wind down before halftime, I think he might be a little nervous that Kirk throws a pick or Kirk makes a mistake or Kirk does something that takes three points away from you. And instead of being up six, which is a guarantee you're, you're only up three. Um, I don't love the decision-making, but I, I, I can kind of see like the neurons in his brain firing and being like, I don't know if I trust these people right now. I don't know if I trust this offense right now. A lot of that's on him too. Like the play calling at times today left a little bit to be desired. Um, I will say like at the end of the day though, as much as the Vikings struggled, they made the big play like game winning drive, you know, Greg Joseph makes a 47 yard field goal. Uh, Kirk throws a dime to Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson beats Marshawn Lattimore over the top. So as much as the Vikings struggled on offense, they came through when they really, really needed to. And I think at that, from that perspective, like you feel a little bit good about that, but Kevin O'Connell's decision-making as a whole, a little iffy to me today. I say, I think he just coached to win this game. I think he looked at the Saints team and said, ah, they don't have that many guys. And yeah, like you can be more aggressive. Guess what? The Saints are probably wishing they weren't aggressive at the end of the first half when they just gave Minnesota three points. Um, I'm all for aggression. And I think Kevin O'Connell should have been more aggressive today. It almost bit him. But I think we got to look at the other side sometimes and say, might yeah. just sometimes coach to win that game uh, because right. the, the Saints with Andy Dalton said we're going to go guns for at the end of the first half and he fumbles and uh, the Vikings get three more points should have been seven but three more points like and then guess what those three points at the end loom pretty large like sometimes it is just like coach to win the game the Saints didn't have much today it felt like Kevin O'Connell but played it conservative because he thought that the Saints couldn't keep up they almost did and they they did at the end because the Vikings defense is just that bad but like I think he coached to win this game, and I can't always fault that. Like sometimes you don't have to be the aggressive. Uh, and and his team was just better today, barely. But like I understood today more than other. Yeah, I, I I won't push too much on that. Like I, I get it. Um, the Saints stuck with with the people they had trotting out. The Saints offensively were were down about three or four players. Um, defensively, they were getting after the. the you know, the Vikings for a good chunk of the day, the, the offense from the Saints side really started to hum as, as the game progressed, but I, I get it. You're right. Like the Vikings probably felt like if we can go up six here, we feel really good about where we're at. Or if we can, instead of going, getting, being tied, if we, if we can make it 10, seven um, and not have to risk like potentially, you know, not getting any points here, not keeping the Saints, you know, holding out hope. Um, yeah, I get it. Um, take the points. I'm I'm generally in favor of of being aggressive, but when you're playing an opponent like they were today, I guess it's it makes sense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.